Hi, everyone. I'm Maya Fleming, and you're listening to Gentler, a podcast about postgrad life, adulthood, and self-care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gentler. I am talking to Jen from JL Move today. She is a personal trainer and the founder of an all-women's fitness community and space. We talk about how she dealt with um, the struggle of having to change her routines during the pandemic and how to make sure that you're taking the gratitude approach to our diets and our movement routines. And she also shares one thing that will always let you know whether or not a fitness routine, a diet, or whatever you're doing is working for you or not. And it might not be the thing that you're thinking. So if any of that interests you, then make sure you keep listening to this episode and you follow Jen. I'll have her information in the show notes and I will talk to you all again soon. Bye. All right. Thank you for being with us here today, Jen. How are you? Good, Maya. Thank you so much for having me this morning. Awesome. So I always ask the guests, what type of self-care are you doing lately? And if it's nothing, that's okay. If it's something that you feel is boring, that's totally fine. Just whatever is really working for you. Yeah, totally. So um, I'm a female trainer working with all women, right, online from Jail Move. And I found that this pandemic has definitely hit me hard. I'm smiling because I have a whole bunch of strengths and I am staying motivated in this obviously good days and bad days, but that's when that self-care comes in. So for me, what I've done to sort of cope with what's going on as well as keep my spirits up and constantly be a positive support for me, myself, my community, and everyone around me, I make a priority of sleeping. So, Mm. right, a lot of us may be thinking, oh, it's a pandemic, you know, I can stay up late, watch my Netflix episodes, and so on, but like sleep and routine has been one of the biggest things. So definitely getting eight hours of sleep a night, like on the weekends I sometimes get like nine or ten but like Uh, yeah I love sleep so like that's definitely one of my biggest things and then with that I actually I work out but like just like every one of us we are not always consistent so I make sure to have at least two to four times a week sometimes I feel like a boss and I work out four times sometimes I'm not feeling it but I make sure that I get at least good two workouts and those weeks where I'm just like not feeling it I do workouts that I love so I really love doing booty workouts and like strengthening my glutes and that kind of stuff I love doing legs not all of us do but those are fine (laughs) um but when I'm like feeling like okay I got this this week then I'm doing my my full body and so on um but what I couldn't do from before the pandemic was like allocate a good like two hours of working out so now I have that time excuse me um and then like obviously working out is a little bit different for everyone like I said I have like a small studio that no one's going into now so like I do have that space um but what I do try to do second to that is moving and it sounds pretty simple but getting like moving throughout the day so if you are sitting down for most of your day making sure that you are getting up to you know walk outside or if your office is upstairs 
leave your water and like your snacks and everything downstairs so you're like forced to move right it's so so simple but if you're working from home it's it's definitely different um but I try to do that also I have a dog um and when I get lazy I just like tell my husband to go walk the dog and that can happen like a few days but I'm just like I gotta walk the dog I don't know I hear your little puppies in the background Maya do you do you feel like sometimes you're just like oh I don't feel like it yeah absolutely um and having a dog definitely because if I didn't have a dog I need to go outside and all that like I (laughs) I genuinely feel like I would be in my apartment for like three weeks stretches like it it would have been that but like I, I tell people all the time having a dog will force you to like get on a more regular schedule because they have to eat and get time outside because they want because it's hard for me to look my dog in the face and be like no we're not going outside or no you're going to wait two more hours to eat so that just really helps me to stay on target and people always will say like oh you know I want to get a dog but I want to wait until my life's more together and I'm like I promise you like getting a dog having that type of outside responsibility will force you into a lot of those things for sure so yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Right. And so not all of us can get a dog, but like, yeah. just, just think like you need a bit of a routine and mm-hmm. like for like, just like a dog needs to go for a walk, you need to go for a walk mm-hmm. too. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the last few things is just like journaling, praying, meditating. I definitely missed out on this last year. I used to be really good at it. Then last year, just no and then honestly going to therapy like mm-hmm. like doing that like at least once a month and yeah. I think we should normalize it absolutely yeah for sure that's that's awesome and I totally understand like the whole, I feel like I hate to spin or to act like oh the pandemic was a blessing because oh, like I think that's insensitive for a lot of people that's a dog um but I think one of the things that it's really helped me to do is stay more in tune with my self-care routine and giving me like that extra time and I remember telling my friends one of them right before everything happened like you know I wish I just had time like I wish I just had some more space to just focus on my hobbies and take better care of myself and then lo and behold the next week I'm at home for almost a year so you know I think if anything positive has happened it's allowed a lot of us to have some extra space to think and breathe and pour love into ourselves and it's a privilege to be able to say that but you know I think I want to definitely acknowledge it and show gratitude for that because I've had that privilege um so can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do just your whole thing yeah totally so I like I said I run an all-women's fitness facility called jail move and it is a brick and mortar location, which is obviously closed right now. So we've decided to bring it all online. So we created a community for women to be able to be themselves, to be able to feel good, gain confidence, and just being able to introduce strength training and working out um, at home. And a lot of them, the reason why I focus on women specifically is because of the fact that right now, well, my demographic is mostly moms and a lot of women that are like in their uh, mid-20s to like in their 40s, 50s, and so on. So um, really focus on this because a lot of us 
a lot of us thought about uh, strength training as being something where only men do um, and strength training to be something where you're bulky and so on, but we're always fighting to look toned and feel confident. Um, and so strength training actually does that, right? So bringing that focus um, and really just bringing an online community throughout the week with our live classes on demand and keeping people accountable on their own time. So that's what I've been doing. Um, like I said, that brick and mortar is closed right now, um, but it's fine. I, like, you know, I know we can all think of the pandemic in one way or another, but it's it's all in due time, right? So mm -hmm. just count our blessings as we go. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like that. So I am someone who is constantly saying how much I want to work on my fitness routine and then taking very minimal action in that way. Um, and a lot of it is there's a lot of things going on. So like on one hand, I'm like, okay, I could go to the gym. Um, and this is aside from like the germs and COVID thing, but you know, I could go to the gym, but I don't really know how to use all the equipment there. And then I'm embarrassed because the people who are there whenever I go are like experts and they know how to do whatever. And then two, I don't know what kind of workout I should be doing in the first place. And then on um, like a whole other hand, I'm always trying to be very intentional. So if, I recognize that my driving factor and working out and being fit is mostly just to keep up with beauty standards. Then, you know, I try to call myself out and try to rework that. Cause I think, you know, obviously you should be healthy and be fit anyway, yeah. but you know, I, I have to make sure I'm checking all that. So for someone like me or, you know, someone who maybe fell off a fitness goal, what do you think the first step somebody should take before embarking on a new fitness goal should be? I would say recognize your why. Mm -hmm. So why do you want to do this? And really break it down and figure out what you're going to love about the journey. Mm. And what is it that you're going to love? What do you love about yourself now? What do you want to let go of now? And how will you love yourself in the future? Because I'll give you an example. I once, and this is, uh, for those of you who are going through an eating disorder or um, are suffering through diets and weight loss, it might be triggering for you, just a heads up, but I used to be 180 pounds, not big or anything like that, but what would happen is I would wake up, I would feel pains, I was really depressed, really anxious, so I decided to lose weight. Now, when I decided to do that, I then recognized how much better I felt and so on. But then I was always fighting and thinking I was never perfect. Mm. And my body was never right. And that I was, I always needed to do one more workout or I needed to do eat one less thing or I needed to do this. And then I found myself binging and so on. Um, so what I say to you, if this is someone where you, if this is you, if you've been always back and forth and like trying to figure out and, and you're still not happy with who you are, I want you to really reflect on that and really notice that like, like take take that journey and really watch like take pictures of yourself accept everything that you do instead of like looking at your workout as like 
a punishment look at your workout as like a privilege and an opportunity like not all of us can bend our knees not all of us have you know that opportunity to do that so you know taking that privilege um, and accepting that um, but mostly if you're just starting off and you haven't done any of this I would say definitely take pictures of your journey um, avoid going on the scale every day every week maybe even avoid the scale completely mm. if you need to um, if anything take measurements of your body uh, that's really helpful um, and then you know just watch and and record your workouts so if you have I was actually going to get into this but when you are looking to create a program or have a workout program first of all you need one a hundred percent because if you're going into the gym and you're looking at everything and you're like, this is so overwhelming to me, what, how do I start? Where do I start? I would say either get a trainer to help you at least once a week to get started, ask the questions, you know, create a program for you to do like offline or at the gym or whatever it is. Um, and make sure that program is easy enough that it works within your time frame. Uh, that it's not something that you know you're doing 20 movements and you only have an hour workout like make sure that it works with your time um, and that it's something that's attainable so like if you like let's just say if you notice you get knee pain when you do squats and lunges I'm not saying don't do them I'm just saying let's try to figure out okay you know what is it that's causing those issues how what are what are some other movements that can do that can uh, work the same muscle groups but avoid that pain um, and go from there so really having a program ahead of time and knowing that this program is going to take you an hour or 45 minutes or 30 minutes and writing down, okay, today I did a uh, bench press at uh, 100 pounds. Today I did deadlifts at 200 pounds, whatever it is. Also normalize these numbers for you too, okay? Um, but writing that progress down so that not only can you see your, like, you know how you were saying, checking yourself in regards mm -hmm. to your body, you can say, wow, look how much I was able to push. Look how much I was able to move. Look how strong I am, mm -hmm. right? So like that deadlift or that bench press can mimic something that's challenging in your life right now. And you're reminding yourself of how strong you are at the gym and that you can incorporate that strength in your everyday life. Like the gym and moving heavy weights was always something that motivated me and kept me and reminded me of how much I can do. I can do hard things. So that's definitely something that you can start off with. Um, I can definitely go on with more, <laughs> but I would say set a three month goal, set like mm -hmm. a five or six month goal, set a 10 and 12 month goal. So break down your goals at least quarterly um, to make sure that you're always showing up. So it's yeah. always normal for us to do January, February, March, and then come like June, July, August, when it's like more summertime or like, eh, whatever, like it's fine. 
make sure that it's consistent and that you can always progress and that you're always kept accountable during that time. So whether you need a partner or a community or whatever it is, make sure of that because your program may be like six weeks, um, but then you may not have enough knowledge to know like what to do after those six weeks. So constantly find that help or that guidance or research on what to how to break that fitness school every six weeks or seven weeks to make sure that you are always progressing and that you're always showing up for yourself. Yeah, I love that. I love like so much of what you were saying, especially, um, you know, the the question of what, what are you going to love about all of this? What do you love about yourself? Um, whenever I do goal setting things, I always say like, when you're trying to change an aspect of your life, first think about the things you love already and let those kind of inform everything else. Because if you're going at it just from a place of, I need to change this and I hate this and this, like it's never going to be good enough because you're only picking out what's bad about it. So I think that's a great spin on it for sure. Um, so there are so many different options, right? So many different diets and workouts and all that. How can someone make sure that they are like, picking out the right thing like what are the things to really look out for and what are because like from what I can tell a lot of these different diets are a lot more similar than we think actually yes. on the scene so what are like the main aspects that people should watch out for okay so if you've decided that in 2021 you are going to eat no carbs or stop eating gluten or doing something very dramatic for yourself I want to tell you right now, I'm going to hold, think of me holding your shoulders, feeling my <laughs> hands on your shoulders, looking you straight in the eye and telling you that it's not going to sustain your lifestyle and that I'm giving you a big, big hug. Mm. That that a diet is not going to be the main focus in regards to your nutrition or in your eating habits. That's where you, you may be seeing so many different ads right now of so many different things and thinking, okay, well, I've tried this, but this doesn't work. And I've done this and this doesn't work. At the end of the day, everything has led to calorie deficit. Mm -hmm. So if anything creates a calorie deficit, then yes, you will lose weight or yes, your body will transform. Okay. So I find there's so much confusion and what's good and what's bad and attaching guilt to food as well. Um, at some point, you're just like, F this, I, I want to live my life. Uh, but you keep going back and forth and you're constantly on that hamstring, ha hamstring, hamster wheel of like trying to find the best new thing. So I sort of would I want you to recognize a few things when you are searching a program okay um I want you to consider is this person or does this uh program um does this person tell you that they want you to eliminate something in, incorporate incorporate supplements um or any signs of restriction that is very very intense right? Um, I know there's a lot of multi-level marketing where there's a lot of um, shakes and, and pills and things like that. 
that is not going to sustain you. Mm. We need food. Um, and then there's also other ones like uh, Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig. Uh, again, we're not saying anything is good or bad here, but at the end of it, they all require you to do one thing, which is like definitely eliminating something or now in Jenny Craig's case, you know, having these meals for you that are already portioned and so on. So really like looking at what this program is really selling to you, right? Um, and really notice, again, what is it that you love about your 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 current diet because a diet mm. is actually just a way of eating mm -hmm. so what do you currently love about it right now right and what are some things in your current diet that doesn't serve you right mm. so really recognize that so if you notice that a food is a food group is taken out or a supplement is required um, or if you feel unhappy when you are following a certain program remember it's not for you you should not feel unhappy when you are doing this mm. um, really make sure that you are eating all your food groups and really make sure that you are enjoying the food that you are eating mm. I'm actually I so what I've noticed, um, what I've noticed is that I, I'm white. I'm mainly focused on like my sort of diet as being Italian and so on. Um, what I've actually noticed is that a lot of my clients are either Islam or um, or from, you know, South Asia, um, West Indies and that sort of stuff. So actually, I've been focusing on looking at those foods and adjusting them to making them more real, like not healthier, but more goal oriented mm. than just saying oh well I'll have chicken and salad instead mm -hmm. right like it's not it's not realistic and that go goes back to you feeling unhappy to eat this like if yeah. you're sitting with your family and your family's eating a traditional dish but you have to eat something like again going back to chicken and salad um then you know we is that is that really making you feel good right so I really look on uh, making sure that what is it when you are eating is it making you happy and not instant gratification either right like because we can always say well, like you know we need a chocolate bar and that makes us feel at the mo good at the moment right but really recognizing recognizing the purpose of why what you're eating why you're eating really reflect on it and definitely journal journal your experience um, mm. because like again food as we've grown up has been definitely a comfort so that's that but to go deeper into your question Maya I say one of the best things that I choose to do is actually focusing on macros so how much fat how much protein how much carbs am I eating per day um, and you've probably seen so much of like the keto lifestyle of mm -hmm. like the low low carb right. program to be honest it's really preference it's really up to the person like if you find that low carb is something that you enjoy um you know then you know implement it go with it but if you find that it's just not realistic for you and you not cannot sustain it then an 
I would say keto is more like something where you would have to work with like a nutritionist or work with Mm. a professional to really cycle your way properly. But with going back to like macro counting, um, you know, really like I use my fitness pal. That's what helps me. That's what makes me feel good. You know, really calculating how much carbs am I having? How much fat am I having? How much vegetables and protein am I having? So fiber and really keeping a note of that because a lot of uh, like some people might not feel comfortable with that either. Again, like if you what it's whatever makes you happy but I find that the macro counting and like looking at how much fiber I'm eating has been helping me to stay consistent because what I notice on my everyday is that carbohydrates and fats are always like the main sources but we're not actually eating enough protein and we're actually not eating enough fiber either and fiber is actually very important so vegetables um, different types of fruits like at really adding that fiber into your lifestyle so instead of us thinking oh my gosh I can't have this like I can't eat pasta or I can't eat uh, rice or is rice bad or is rice good? Look at your whole plate and incorporate a little bit of everything and really see how that fits obviously in your macros, but how that fits within your carbs, fat, and protein. Are you eating too much of this? Are you eating too much of that? Are you not eating enough of this, right? So really notice that breakdown. Um, and then really look, notice at your micronutrients as well. So the fitness pal also helps with um, looking at your vitamins, um, mm. like, you know, all the different sort of vitamins that you you can't even think of, but really looks at that and all those minerals that you need as well for your body to make sure that it's well nourished, right? So, and that's where most of the things, most of it comes from vegetables. So Mm -hmm. really at the end of it, there's no real uh, program or, or eating program that can like make a difference um start with just looking at what you're eating a lot of it is technically called intuitive eating that one there i'm not really at 100 percent following i just need a little bit more structure first that's mm-hmm. what the macro breakdown is for and then eventually you're like okay i you start noticing and feeling what your body needs and then going more towards that But looking at your plate and saying, are there vegetables on my plate? Um, Is there protein when I'm eating? Is there, you know, are there carbs on my on my plate, that kind of stuff, and not think of what's good and what's bad. Just think of is are these the main things that are on my plate and then go from there. And if you tend to, you know, have some things that are may not be goal oriented, that's okay. taking away the guilt of eating certain foods and putting it into more of a focus of this is what I needed right now and then just kept keep moving from there it's just a little less invasive and I know it's I know maybe the listeners probably hearing this and it's not the answer that they want to hear or it Mm -hmm. sounds very like very diluted or wishy-washy but like 
I want you to look at science more so than looking at what's like, new, what's the newest diet. Right. And what's trending. Yeah. Yeah. Like look at, look at food at being, look at food as being like the nourishment you need versus like the packaging or the flashiness or like, you know, so-and-so said, I like, I don't eat this anymore because it's not good for me. Like whatever mm-hmm. works for somebody doesn't work for, for us. Right. So right. I, like I'm doing it. I'm, I'm being very kind to myself because normally I am that person that's like, okay, got to cut this, got to do this. And then going back into that binging lifestyle. But I'm, I've actually been a lot more kind to myself. And if like yesterday I had a, like those, a few mini bags of chips and I had um, some, like I literally had snacks and treats all day, <laughs> but, and normally I would say to myself, oh, Jen, like, this is totally not good for you. Like, this is not what you do, but I'm like, no, like it's okay. I ate this because at the end of it, that food broke down into carbs, protein, and fat, mm-hmm. and that my body was nourished with all those macronutrients once they've been digested into my system. And yeah, maybe I could have had more protein, but tomorrow is another day. Yeah, I like that a lot. It, like, I think even outside of food, when we put things on a pedestal, that makes us way more likely to misuse them or use them in a non-goal oriented way. So I think that's very good advice. And that that's what I've been hearing is that, you know, all of these diets have these flashy labels on them, but essentially if you're in a calorie deficit, then, you know, you're good to go um, as far as like a weight loss uh, journey and all that. And I really appreciate you sharing your resource. I think that's like really helpful for people. Tracking has been super helpful for me in terms of like my goals and things, just being able to see on paper or on my phone screen, how things are going Um, has been really helpful, especially when it's something that I'm not used to doing. So I'm someone who's not really in the fitness space right now, but let's think about the people who are, and maybe they've been working out diligently, like they're pretty happy with their fitness success and happy with the way they look and the way they feel and all of that, but maybe working out and fitness is kind of becoming stale or becoming that hobby that they were really into years ago and now they've kind of lost their love for it. How would you suggest that they kind of reignite that, that spark? I would say definitely sign up for a program Mm -hmm. and sign up for like classes or sign up with a trainer to help you again. And it may sound like a sales point on my end, like people are (laughs) listening or like, okay, Jen, like fine. But it's really true because even myself, I actually going back to last year in the pandemic, I was feeling so lost because I was like, okay, I was working out like frequently I was doing my thing and then I was like okay like I it it almost felt I don't know like what movie it is but it almost felt like I was lost of all my abilities to set myself a program and to work out again and conveniently enough I have a friend who is a personal trainer as well and I'm like girl please like this sounds so ridiculous but I need you to make me a program And she's like, no, I get it. Like she got me into like a six week program with like um, a deload week and so on and whatever, whatever. And that's, that's what helped me. And like, and like looking back at it and like making notes and that sort of stuff, like that's what helped me. So 
all everyone needs a coach everyone needs help because you like for example you're probably stuck with the same workouts you found on pinterest but like you it and you're just like oh my gosh like i cannot do another hip thrust or these booty bands are like really annoying or i only have like I'm at home um, and I only have 10 pounds, like, like no one's helping me get yourself a trainer, get yourself into a program. There's yes, you can go from like the most expensive to like a one-on-one personal trainer, or you can go into like online group classes where they range from so many different rates. Um, and then again, going back down to like finding a program that works with what you have and going from there. Because if you have already been working out for a long period of time, um, you're not afraid of the challenge. You're not afraid of pushing yourself. You're just, you just need a little bit of accountability. Like my, I'll give you an example. My cousin, she's a teacher and she goes to CrossFit and she would go to CrossFit literally five to six times a week. Not for, (laughs) yeah, like not for everyone, right? Like Mm -hmm. not for everyone, but CrossFit has the um, energy of community and team, right? So now she's by herself working out. There isn't a community or a team. Um, So what she decided to do was to get herself a trainer and touch base like every so often, like they touch base once a week. um, And then he provides her with a program, access to text messaging and so on, and being able to be accountable for that. So if that was you, if you were like going to the gym, like four to six times a week, you were always, you know, communicating or talking to the people that were at the gym with your gym buddies, um, you know, with the receptionist and like, you know, with the other trainers, but now you are by yourself and you're uncomfortable with that, or you find yourself not being accountable, get, go into a community that's virtual or online. And even like those workout programs, they probably connect you with a Facebook group that um, this is a little bit more economical if you're looking for that, but a program with a Facebook group, it's like, Hey, listen, like Wednesdays, like Wednesdays workout looks fire. Like, you know, are you guys doing it and that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. get yourself in a community to push yourself. And it's not even about competition. It's just feeling relatable to another person who's going through the same thing. So like, like I said, my cousin who's working out five to six times a week, I don't work out as hard as she does. I've like my, my like fitness has been a lot gentler these last few years. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I do work out with her, she still beats me. She's still faster than me. She's still whatever, but she'll be like, thank you so much for being here. Because if I, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be working out. So find, find that community, wherever it is, go find it. Instagram is so good for that. Yeah. That's a really, that's really good advice for sure. I never would have thought that that was like, kind of like the fix, but it makes sense. And I actually, in the gently chat, so it's going to go up before this one. I talked with someone else about how important it is to get a coach. If you can get a coach, like in any, any realm, like just coaching is so helpful because sometimes you know what you're doing but you still need like that push, you still need that community and that accountability and all of that. So that's great advice. So one last question before we sign off. 
I'm just curious if there is anything or maybe like a set of things that you notice about your students who are the most successful. And when I say successful, I mean in feeling better about themselves or reaching their fitness goals, not necessarily reaching a certain weight or anything like that. But is there anything, any quality that you notice that kind of range true in all of them? I find that the more they actually talk to me, mm the more they feel the need to work out and the more, or, or show up mm -hmm. because I, like I said, I have that virtual um, workout community and the ones that I, I at least talk to or, or set an email every day or every other day, or either they're sending me or I post something in a story on Instagram and they're like reacting to it, whatever it is, those that are always connecting are the ones that get results right. and though the ones that are actually utilizing all the resources that I give them are the ones that get results and mm -hmm. I and I find that it's almost in a way of um not like teacher's pet but like kind of like 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 Jen's Jen's doing this for me Mm -hmm. and Jen's showing up for me mm -hmm. so I I need to I need to show up for her and I like feel like attitude approach yeah yes like that that sort of approach because I find that the ones that are not connecting with me or the ones that I feel like and it, this is hard too because not everyone is comfortable to initially reach out to me right mm -hmm. so if you're feeling like, oh no, I don't want to bother her, or I can't really do this right now, maybe this isn't for me, I can't, or I'm, I'm not strong enough, or just like that, or like this program is too hard. And if you start setting yourself in that mindset, um, those are the ones that actually don't end up seeing the results that they need. Because every time you're, you feel stuck, going back to that coach and saying, I feel like this, like I literally had someone last month who was like Jen your workouts are very slow she's been working out with me now for like a few months and she goes Jen they're just not intense enough for me mm -hmm. and instead of her keeping that inside and then eventually just not showing up anymore she expressed that to me and I was like okay so like we go over what is it that you have what is it that you need so on and so forth and adjusting the workouts to make sure that she is getting what she needs so communication as cliche as it is is no, the yeah. best thing to get the results that you need because then and I'm the type of person that will take constructive criticism and like literally run with it so if you're like um if the if the client is like oh Jen you know I really liked your workout the other day but I find it really irritating that you're not responding to me or you're you, I feel neglected or I feel alone that to me is a priority to take control and make that shift so making sure that you're communicating and you're saying I don't feel motivated uh I've or I've lost the motivation or I'm feeling depressed I'm feeling overwhelmed uh I don't think I can do this really expressing that to someone and talking that talking about that and addressing everything and catching and touching base every single month on saying this is what I'm proud of this is what I did and this is what I'm not proud of and how can you help me with this 
having that communication is what gives everyone the results because mm -hmm. at the end of the day you can i can give you a nutrition program i can give you a workout program i can give you everything but if your mindset isn't there if you're feeling like you're alone um and that you have all these responsibilities and that adding another responsibility is too much but you are keeping that all inside you're going to implode on yourself and you will not yeah get the results that you want. Yeah, that's so true. Mindset is like everything. I, I agree 100%. So thank you so much, Jen, for being with us. I am so excited for people to hear this episode. It's going to be so good. Um, I really appreciate it. Where can people find you online? Um, I am mostly present on Instagram. So if you just check out J under, uh, JL underscore move, um, you'll find everything there. We're actually implementing a lot of home workouts, um, really listening to the community. And I've got a whole bunch of yummy recipes as well that, that are on there. So yeah, Instagram is the way to go. Awesome. And I will have that in the show notes for everyone to find. So awesome. again, thank you so much. And we're really grateful for you being here. Thank you for having me. This really means a lot. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gentler. If you enjoyed it, please give it a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram for more self-care advice at GentlerPod. And check out our website for more info, www.begentler.com. Talk to you all soon. Bye.